Wait, well, let's let's start it, it we'll now. We'll do it. Let's start it now. All right, we're ready. Intro. Welcome to Morning Slam. That's Mahogany L. Brown. That's you can't me. see him because... You pointing. We don't have any cameras, and I'm Jive Poetic. Yes, he is. And this is More Than Slam, a four-episode series about the past, present, and future of slam poetry. Today oh. we're talking to Crystal Valentine about... The future of New York poetry scene, right? Chrissy is raising her hand right now because she does not realize there's no camera. There's no <laughs> the camera. Room. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, hello, my name is Crystal Valentine. I think it's great that we've brought Crystal back. Crystal is a part of the first Brooklyn Slam team that went to nationals. That's correct. Well, it was the first. You were. You were. You were our first. Was on Brooklyn. the first. Yeah. And they robbed yeah. us that year. We got robbed. We got. I, I'm on record <laughs> saying that we got robbed that year, right? Then we. It we. Hurt. It did hurt because we had that film. Um, yeah, so the we. We yeah. had our slam off with, Boston's. You won the yeah. Emmy that year. How 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 slam? How slam Porsche, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is amazing because like you know look how time flies. We won and an we Emmy lost for that, for that, but we won an Emmy. We so we Emmy. lost the slam, but we won the Emmy. Yeah yeah yeah, that's, that's okay. It's a winner. Yeah. Who, and, who and, has that trophy? That's upstairs. It's upstairs. Yeah, can I take a picture yeah, with it? Yeah you can. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You sure yeah. can. Yeah. We had a good we had a good run. Brooklyn looking strong out there. We looking strong. It was great, especially for like our first time, like really. Bringing Brooklyn out there, we got mm-hmm. a lot of love, or mm-hmm. kind of, kind of, <laughs> on stage occasionally, <laughs> sometimes. But we are un- Brooklyn's an underdog, man. So we got the love we expected. I think, man. I don't agree with that. I don't think Brooklyn is the underdog because we had people who are renowned mm-hmm. poets that were on that team. Just us coming together under the Brooklyn banner. Was the first time in in ten years, right? Because you were on the Brooklyn team. Jive right? was on the original. I was on Brooklyn the original Slam Brooklyn team. team. So, which was housed in out of Yonkers. <laughs> well, no. How did that even work? In true Brooklyn fashion, let's be fair. In true Brooklyn fashion, and that was uh the the coach and curator at the time was was, was Keith. The Brooklyn venue got shot up, so we. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is pre-gentrified Brooklyn, venue. so. The venue. So you had to go all the way. Up we to had to Yonkers. go to Yonkers. They were like, Yonkers. no more poetry in Brooklyn. They shot up the venue, mm-hmm. and we had Cafe to do it. Cafe Imani, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Ca- yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think it was Cafe Imani. Mm-hmm. And, uh, How far is that from? Like, Yonkers here? is. Okay. No, not Yonkers. Like the original. Oh, not far. Next it's neighborhood Bed-Stuy. over. Bed-Stuy. Bed-Stuy. Oh, okay. But we had to go. Minutes. Yonkers by the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Jeez, you was like up there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, That's like far. not even like NYC anymore, right? That's like out, outside of like <laughs> the borough. I kind of, I kind of count Yonkers, Westchester, North Shell as you know New not York. Not NYC. Not NYC. Westchester, Rockland, North Shell, all you guys. You can tweet us. It's we not can have me. A discussion. I said I think, what I, I said. That's an all the Jadakiss records. Jadakiss said, you know, you know, forty-five minutes to Broadway. What well, that was? Sheik Luch said it. Forty-five minutes to Broadway. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we 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 did. But I think New York, particularly Brooklyn, because New York goes into the Nationals as an underdog team, right? They they have actively told us they don't want us to do well. That's but is that them. like an underdog, or, or is that just like hate? I think that, I think they come together. I think the thing is, it's like they they want 
it's mostly teams in the audience, right? Mm-hmm. It's mostly teams and entourage from other venues. And if they're all with that same feeling of we want New York not to do well, mm-hmm. and then we still do well, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not about me talking about that. It's about Chrissy today talking about how she won at Emmy, came back, and then took over New York City, man. Yeah. Where's, uh, where's it going after that? that um, so let's talk about your bio real quick. Yeah. Okay. I think we, that's fair. To we get need to, to, minute to, to like, flex bombs every time you say Tether this Chrissy into some, some realness, right? You started as a youth poet with Urban Word NY. I see. I did. You went to NYU. I sure did. You were on their Cup C team. Um, All four years. All four years. All four years. Did they win? And the first year that she was on the team, they did not. No, no, we did win. In 2013, we won. Oh, the second year, we did not win. First year, we did win because it was a double. That was the first time we figured out. What was it called? Two Peak or something like that? Two Peak, something like that, right? When you went back to back? Yes. Am I making But we didn't get a two piece that year. We won the first year. Yeah. In the second year, we didn't win. And then the third, fourth, we did. I think it's a repeat, then a three-peat. We, we won in two—I was the, the years. Like, we won 2012, 2013, mm. and then we won 2015, mm-hmm. and then— So two years won, one year no win, mm-hmm. and then thereafter. Mm-hmm. Every, every year thereafter, um, because I coached for about five years, and mm-hmm. then you came on mm-hmm. to coach, which was— Perfect. Yeah, it, it was, was really a perfect. Nice. It was yeah. a perfect handoff. Yeah. Um, but all the while, you were the the what is it? The Youth Poet Laureate of New York City. Yes. You have a book. You then got into the grad program yeah. at NYU. You yeah. went to the Paris Workshop. You I went did. to Africa twice um, to thrice. work on poetry thrice oh, during yeah. that time. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. More than me. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, but but one of them because of you. That's okay. That's okay. Like, if anybody is the extension of what I want to be remembered uh, for, it is it is you, mm. what you stand for, your work ethic, and how much you love the word. So uh, thank you for being here now. Uh, someone thank who is you. finishing the grad program, has a brand new manuscript ready to be picked up, and, uh, and now you're hosting the longest-running poetry venue in the world on Wednesday nights. Um, mm. Welcome back to Brooklyn. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. I would say, as a Bronx girl born and raised, <laughs> Brooklyn's a far, far place. It's okay. almost like Yonkers, almost. It like. Is. Yes. <laughs> it is Yonkers, in reverse. So. Um, but it's not, it's really nice to be back at Brick. I just love also just the Brick Museum. It was such mm-hmm. a lovely space to mm-hmm. do poems at because we're just so much so surrounded by art. Um, we used to walk to walk, walk around mm-hmm. when we were like on the team, but no, it's nice to be back. It was hard. Um, Why hard? I think because because writing is like hard, mm-hmm. especially if you want to be a pro at it. Mm-hmm. If you want to be your best at it, especially if people don't want you to be your best at it, mm-hmm. um, you don't always get the help that you might want to mm-hmm. get. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. What 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 do I? What should I say? Uh, I went to NYU specifically to be on their slam team. Mm. So it, I didn't know that. That's yeah, interesting. yeah. I was like hardcore, really about it because. Um, what what drew you to their slam team? Well, so I started taking workshops with Urban Word, um, like officially like my sophomore year of high school, but. I didn't know exactly what Urban Word was. I just thought that it was like this dude, Fish Vargas, who mm. would come to the Bronx and mm-hmm. he would teach his workshops and he would be really like strict with us, but show us love. And shout I, out to Fish. Shout yeah, out to shout Fish. Out to Fish Vargas. Alan Kylie, shout yep. out to Fish. Um, Barbecuing. 
yeah, chefing it up, really. I'm like, good kudos. Um, <laughs> and I was like, this is really cool. And then I attended, not slammed, but attended my first slam. And I was like, what the hell is this? Because, mm-hmm. like, I knew what poetry was in terms of, like, maybe Shakespeare or Edgar Allan Poe, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that poetry can have so much emotion mm. or that poetry can like be said aloud and be interactive. Mm. So I went to that first slam and I was mesmerized and I was like, well, what the hell is this? How do I get more of this? Mm. So of course, me being me, I went on YouTube and um, that's when I discovered like Deaf Poetry Jam and like all that stuff. And I was like, oh, well, that's not really happening anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I came across this like really w- random YouTube video um, and it was like, uh, C-U-P-S-I. I was like, well, I don't know what the hell that is, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I don't know what Pepsi is. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. And then, like, there's, like, you know, like, uh, these, like, playlists of, like, all these Cupsy videos. And I was like, mm-hmm. Cupsy is a place to be, wherever that is. I was like, is it a place? Is it a yeah. state of being? I was yeah. like, I don't know. Is it a state <laughs> of being? I think it is a state of being. And then um, I saw uh, Tanya Ingram. Uh-huh. She... Mm. Uh, another she, Urban Word alum. Another Urban Word alum, and she won. Uh, she was on like the team, the Urban Word team, and she mm-hmm. also won the Nick's Poetry Slam, which yeah. was happening back then. Yes. Um, really giving out scholarships. Giving out scholarships, mm-hmm. big money scholarships to youth. And I was like, oh, she's also in this cup seat shenanigan. And then I figured out it was an international competition. I was like, okay, I want to do it. I'm doing it. There's like, you got to be in college. I was like, well, why not? Uh, <laughs> okay, sophomore in high school, now shout, you have a plan. Yeah, shout out to my guidance counselor who told me not to apply to NYU because I wouldn't get in. Wow, mm. shout out to shout you. Shout out to you. No vision. I won't say your name. No. Don't 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 make him famous. No, nope, I on won't black. do it. Oh, sorry, Rocky. <laughs> Put him on there. Let's get him. Um, but I was like, I was like, I was like, well, I have to go to NYU now because uh, they just won this cupsy thing, and I gotta do it. And Tanya Ingram was like at the school, and I, I've you know I got familiar with like the other teammates. I was like, I need to, I just need to get into NYU. Um, and lo and behold, I somehow got into NYU, um, uh, full scholarship. Um, mm. And then I was like. It really, it was like, okay, I, I guess I'll study psychology, but I'm really trying to do these poems. Mm. And um, it was almost like how, like, people go to, like, school for, like, basketball or, like, mm. football, mm. whatever, baseball. I was really trying to be out here and then, like— uh, As a poet. Yeah, as mm-hmm. a poet. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, so serious about it. It's funny because I made—my first team was actually my youth team. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I got on the Urban Ward. you didn't Word. make the Urban Ward team No, I didn't the make first... the Urban Ward team. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, okay, that's what I'm confusing then. Mm. Because I coached the the, the Tanya Safia, mm-hmm. Jamaica, Jamaica, um, Connor, Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's the team that won, and then the next year they did lose, and then the third yeah. year when you your first year yeah, yeah, they did yeah, lose. Yeah, so that makes sense. Got it, got it, got it. And yeah. then every year thereafter. Yeah. We'll do so much coaching. I know. Well, my <laughs> yeah, you my really... memory is blanched, bro. Like, listen, everybody listening at home, Mo has coached all of the teams that Chrissy has referenced. If it was. <laughs> NYU, yes. Mo true. coached it. Yeah. Urban Word. Mo coached Mo, that. Bro, you created the, uh, what was it, the, the union. Yep. Yeah. Were you part yes, of that? That was fun. Um, I was a part of it as like a co-coach. Yeah, I was. Ah, right yeah. on. Brought her on. That was so amazing, too. But the, the union was the beginning of what Brooklyn Slam that's and right. the other New York City Slam team became when mm-hmm. we that's went right. to nationals. Based mm-hmm. on the union. Based <laughs> on the union. I mean, it yeah. was really just about, and I mean, you could speak to this. What, what did the union mean for you? Folks don't know what that means. That was the year that we did, <laughs> we went first and second. second. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I have to say, like, it was iconic. It truly was because no one thought it was possible Ever. for teams to 
like each mm-hmm. other and work together. And worked, like we literally work together in terms of like sharing poems with each That's other. Right. It's like. I was always taught, like, oh, like, not really taught, but I heard, right? Because yes. you was always my teacher. So I heard, like, you don't, you hide your poems yeah. and you yeah. do them in the bathroom and lock the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we were, like, sharing poems with each other. We were giving each other performance critique, right. you know? And that was, like, so important. Also because, like, there was just so many amazing poets. Because, mm-hmm. like, even on uh, the Brooklyn Slam team, it was... Um, uh, uh, Nick, uh, Nicholas Nichols. Mm-hmm. It was Ariel John. Mm-hmm. Like it was like so <laughs> right, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. It was just so many amazing people. Mm-hmm. And as a young person, still, even though I was in college, I was still a young person. I, I was fairly new to the poetry scene. Um. It was nice to be around these people who seemed to know what they were doing and mm-hmm. who was like nice to me because mm-hmm. these competitions are so huge. Mm-hmm. And like you're, everyone's like, yeah, be friendly, talk to each other. But that's so hard if you right. don't know anyone there. So. The competition kind of gets in the way of the friendliness. And you see a lot of people putting on airs. Mm -hmm. So it's only I'm friendly to you if I've seen you on final stage or if you have a YouTube presence or if I want something from you. Mm. And if you're not known yet, you can get lost in the sauce. So the union was built. It was designed, one, for us to be in a city Mm -hmm. where we we know we all are Mm -hmm. and not um, uh, section off. Mm-hmm. You know, our art, because mm-hmm. the community is the one that suffers, you know, more than mm-hmm. the poet, mm-hmm. more than the artist. When the communities are, are there's no Venn diagram where we connect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we don't go to that venue because mm-hmm. that's silly. Because mm-hmm. then you won't learn, then you won't grow, then you don't even know how you relate to the world. So mm-hmm. the union was designed to make sure that we were cross-pollinating ideas and we were working together. And mm-hmm. I mean... It, it, it had never happened before. And every year thereafter, there's been a coach that is now bringing two teams. Mm-hmm. So Like a union of sorts. Yeah, so we started we started a trend. Because it's yeah. not that deep, bro. Like, It's really fun, too, because also you can work with these people like outside of like SLAM. And that's, yes. that's the purpose of SLAM, I think, to build beyond it, right? Yes. We shouldn't just be stuck here. In the competition. Yeah. Word. Yeah. So, Chrissy, I got a question for you, because I think, if I recall correctly, and I, I, I think I get this story wrong all of the time. I try to remember where Chrissy and I met. Was it at, it was not at the Brooklyn, re, the Brooklyn Stories? Um, I don't know. I, 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 remember very, I remember specifically, yeah, I remember where we met. Okay. <laughs> where was this? Because I, I, I retell this story with variations every time, <laughs> and I'm confident I get them wrong a lot of the time. It was not, it wasn't Brooklyn, right? No. It was not. It was not at the Brooklyn. The Brooklyn. Not at all. <laughs> every time. I think it's every time. So Brooklyn Stories is but the Barclays. Yeah. Was, um, was Lemon. Uh, Lemon Anderson. Yeah. I was hosting the podcast. So that was not it. It was before mm-hmm. this. It was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was in the city. So uh, it was. I, well, I, I got it. It was 2012 <laughs> summer. Um, back when the 2012 uh, Urban Word Slam team were like coaching or like getting prepared for the competition. Um, I would hang around Urban Word. Okay. And you, so that, we didn't meet officially, but this is the first time I saw you. You were there, I think, like, uh, like guests uh, facilitating one of their practices. And then, I remember this. Yeah. And then, like, uh, like a week or two afterwards, um, as a part of my university, they took us on a field trip to the New York and... And then I was like, this is so cool. It's, it's that same dude. I mean, I, I still didn't really meet you, but it's the same dude that I saw at Urban Word. And then <laughs> I gave you, like, I, I smiled at you. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> You're waving your hands frantically. <laughs> and then and he's it's like... You, Prince Habib. <laughs> <laughs> and then John was just like, no. 
Or you didn't say no. You just, you know. I wasn't sure if I remembered it. I said, no, that's not how I remember it. But okay, I believe. But how, how do you? I'm no, curious. I, my brain, my brain really thinks we met at the book. Listen, I bring that up to say this, Chrissy. You've been around. You're one of the few people in your age group who's been around for the most dramatic change in the poetry environment, oh, that's so right? True, yeah. Like people around your age either completely missed it mm-hmm. or they came in in the middle of what's happening now, mm-hmm. right? You came in and there was like the Brooklyn Reeds thing was happening, the Nets was happening, the Knicks might have still been happening or just been yeah. finishing up. What was Brooklyn Reeds? So Brooklyn Reeds was the storytelling, right? Is that right with Lemon Anderson? Yeah. Well, no, that. Brooklyn Stories was Brooklyn Stories. Brooklyn Stories. Brooklyn Stories. So Brooklyn Stories was happening at Barclays at Barclays Center, Center. Yeah. and we had a partnership with Madison Square Garden and the Knicks at the time. Also, yeah, both that was so New awesome. New York they was going on still poetry. both nights. Yeah, uh, New York was still winning also, Fan Friday. Also, I think there were. You know, maybe Urbana was still going on. Urbana was still on. There was still a bunch of poetry. Bar 13 was still happening. Bar 13 was still happening. Yeah. And then Brooklyn College had their thing. There were a bunch of venues. Like, you were there for the last of the big explosion of poetry venues. And then Mm -hmm. I think it's tapered a little bit. I was wondering if you can talk a little bit about how you feel about seeing that happen and where you think it's going. I think think it's... I don't know. It's a little sad because what I like about different poetry venues is that every poetry venue has its own style. Mm-hmm. And that is the benefit of the poetry venue. If you go to New York and we have our own style. If you would have gone to Urbana, I forget where they were. but They, they moved a couple of places. But <clears> they started at CBGB's, went to Bowery Poetry Club, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then went to Sidewalk Cafe. Sidewalk yeah. Cafe. Yeah, she was yeah, yeah. Sidewalk Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had their... Mm-hmm. Own style. Um, same with like. Chris <laughs> <laughs> is just here. We got a plastic ficus in here, ladies. Is it plastic? I don't know. Yes. Is it? Is, it, is, it, is that uh, even a ficus? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you know what a ficus. I don't know what a ficus is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. I studied, like, I, studied, I studied botany a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Um, oh, but yeah, but like, we had different style, and it's cool because like when we used to do these things called regionals, mm-hmm. we would just see all we these. Would travel around. Yeah, travel around. Each venue. And to see like how what poetry can be, you yeah. know, the, the different ways poetry can be and the different ways that poetry can be performed. Um, and that keeps everything fresh, it keeps things nuanced, et cetera. Um, and now, but you know, I don't know, I feel like... What is it now? Yeah. <sighs> Shame the devil. I would say, I feel like it's a little bit more generic. Mm. Um, and I'm not, I'm wondering if it's because... Um, we now upload our. I love. I like the idea of uploading poems on YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how I became who I was, mm-hmm. and I have to admit that. But I will. I will say that when we have a platform on YouTube, whatever, um, where everyone can see kind of a similar mm-hmm. uh, ideas, uh, choreography being displayed, we have a, now a model, and now we kind of only follow this the model. Mm-hmm. So it, it becomes, and it's different, I think, like, uh, you know, previously, when we didn't have the models, we had to come up with, like, whatever we wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. And then now, <clears throat> I feel like because now we have this set model, is either people going towards that model or, like, I'm not going to do the model, but still. And then it's, sometimes it works and sometimes it's just whack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it becomes kind of uh, difficult. And I feel like there is, like, a formula now for writing a slam poem, um, which is uh, sad to say. Um, I don't know. Po- people are trying to keep poetry alive, I mean, not poetry, slam specifically. I think poetry will live on forever as mm-hmm. it has continued to go on for centuries. But um, I think it's okay to let 
something breathe that's not serving us anymore, mm. Mm. especially that has hurt and taken away from people, I would say, especially black women. Say more about that. Um, Go ahead, unpack that. Oh, okay, so I mean, Yo, that's a statement right there, man. I was like, I don't that's know what it is. It's crazy right here. She said, let it breathe. It's not serving us anymore. It's taking away from black women. Like, Come on, let uh, Okay, I will, I will say this. I was not there for the... I see what's happening. I, I see what you just did behind your brow. I see what Mo just did. I didn't oh, do anything. Audience, I just witnessed. The audience oh knows this. I'm just, bearing witness. That's she just it. hit with a Jason Kidd type pass oh move, God. and it's like this. I didn't say anything. Yes. I literally asked. Coded illuminate. language. Nah, nah, nah. Chris, go ahead, say it. Watch, watch. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. We all, we all saying I'm, it no, together. I'm, I'm we not all backing down, Chris. If you say it, I'm with it. But I just saw. We all saying it. We saying it because we all either was there. <laughs> Let's do it. We heard about it. So listen. Uh, we, we need some anyway. flex bombs right now. We need Nita. Oh God, I'm Emily not, dro- I'm not some bombs dropping no bombs. I'm literally telling what was happening. Do that. Do it, um, So and, and like that, I will say this. I will say like. I love a good shade, but this is not, this ain't that. It's truly, this ain't, it's ain't that. I'm like literally, if you're thinking about like, I'm recalling what yeah. I heard and what uh, close people to me in my life have told me that they experienced at, at this uh, at the competition. Hands of Slam. At the hands of Slam. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, there was just a woman just being completely disrespected, mm-hmm. um, not really getting paid, not being valued. Uh, black woman um, and when it was brought to the attention of really everyone as opposed to really just stopping and being like whoa what's actually going on here uh, people tried to address it for maybe a minute Mm -hmm. which I think is not totally addressing it Mm -hmm. if we want to see like action and then still trying to keep the slam thing going. Mm -hmm. And I I can understand why, um, because I love slam, right? You get to, slam is this competition. You get to see your friends from, like, if you live in New York, you get to see your friends from California. You Mm -hmm. get to see your friends from Colorado, Denver, like, wherever, right? Um, And you get to talk shit and eat and drink and be happy and, and then afterwards go back to your life, which might feel like it's missing something now, mm-hmm. right? So I understand why people want to keep it alive, but it's like, how do we really acknowledge that this, that slam, this contraption that we are feeding into is harmful mm-hmm. and that people walk away with trauma and triggers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not enough just to say one year we're going to have a little conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Literally that lasts maybe three days. Mm-hmm. Literally that lasts three days. And then we're going to go back into our lives and figure out how to keep this machine running. Um, I forget who it was. I don't want to steal anyone's quote, but they compared Slam to a machine that was kind of broken and trying to like keep it... Maureen Benson. Maureen Benson, yes. Um, and trying to keep it moving mm-hmm. and it's it's just not helpful you're like at this point running people over we're gonna be crushed in the wheels of it mm-hmm. um so I, I don't know i think that slam needs to to breathe i really i mm-hmm. think it needs to breathe um and it's, it's okay because like we can we can do so many other things right we don't have to just rely on slam we can have open mics we can mm-hmm. like Call each other. We can have collective. <laughs> we can have workshops online. We can have, we can have conferences. I totally agree. Like, as much as I 
<coughs> I fell in love with Slam in 2001. Slam for me is like brown sugar, right? I was mm. here for that moment where it all clicked and like all the communities were like vibrating highly and heavily and you had to, you didn't have to figure out where you fit, you could go everywhere. And that, there was a space for you. There was someone who wanted to speak to you. Win, lose, or draw. It wasn't so competitive that they didn't recognize your humanity. Mm -hmm. And then something happened where Jive is smiling like, you want to say something? I, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. No, I, th I think you're right. But I do also think that there was separatist behaviors in, oh, in, for in that sure. environment, too. But mm -hmm. even in the separatism, right, mm -hmm. we found each other. Right, even in us finding each other, we found hostage. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like there were these, these there factions. The there were slam. these factions that were like, "This means that you're a champion, and we're only, you know, New Yorkian poets over here." And oh, you're in, like, mm. I, re I remember going from, "Oh, you perform at the New Yorkian only," to, "Oh, you only perform in Harlem." And I was like, "I perform everywhere." Like at that point, I'm just new from Oakland, and I'm lucky somebody let me on stage. I'm performing everywhere. Yeah. Period. And so while those factions tried to uphold an idea of hierarchy, mm. there were people that like me and Jive and Hostage and even, you know, Jamal St. John. And like there were people that we met that made space for us. Mm. Hostage made space for us. It's true. It's La true. Bruja. Like it's I got true. to know about La Bruja through, through hip hop. But like to it's see her true. now, like those things, they, they, they all ran and in the same arena. And so those doors were open for all, for everyone. Now, who you rocked with, that was a whole different choosing, but the spaces were definitely there. And what has happened since then has just been drastically different. Um, but that is what kept me so much in allegiance with Slam because I remember how I, I came to it, mm -hmm. and I wanted to I, I wanted to be a part of that remaining open for the next generation which is why I tried all these different ways. Or I maybe have to work with kids so that when they get here, they know how to handle themselves. And, mm -hmm. oh, there's this disconnect, because by the time we go to nationals, um, the National Poetry Slam, there is all this weird behavior, and there's these assaults, and where is this? Ha the bullying was crazy. So was then I was crazy. like, let me go to Cupsy, because that was the disconnect. BNV was amazing, nationals was crazy, and then I was like, where are these people coming from that this one person can bully an entire mm. community into silence? And then I, oh, you went to Cupsy. I'm going to Cupsy. Mm. And I, I literally went to Cupsy and was like, ah, there it is. It was just like sports team, hockey, uh, aggressive ass mentality where mm. people like sneered at you on like that was the start. Mm. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm gonna be here for a year. Let me see what happens. Okay, I need two teams because I couldn't do it by myself. And that's when I realized the numbers, the numbers matter. Um, so I get why people want to save Slam because for a very long time, I wanted to save, save Slam but <laughs> I became a slave to Slam. Uh, and that's when I was like, oh, that's how they get you. You feel indebted and indentured. <laughs> like, I, I have to save this. I have to save you. I have to be Mammy, and then I have to let you crucify me. And I watched it happen to so many people. Dasha Kelly, you know what I'm saying? She is supreme, and she gave so much, and, and I literally watched them blame her for a failure when the reality is mm. the model has failed. The model mm. was built on feeding off of those who worked to feed the quote-unquote royal family. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and you can take from that what you want. And if you if people want to talk to me, you can always email me, DM me. Um, I'm always at Brooklyn Slam uh, first Mondays of the month. Uh, you can find me. <laughs> Mahogany just invited every anybody who wanted. <laughs> we you know I mean, we're let, let's be clear. Like Listen. don't play. Here's we know thing. what this is built on. This Here's shit is sorry. Can I say shit? Well, we you did said today. it already four times. It's this, <laughs> this whole Emily thing. Says yes. shit. Emily says we can say all that. So, wow. But it's it's built on sweat equity that does not necessarily come from everybody. And it came from women for a very long time, and it came from black people and brown people, and and now black women for a very long time were the backbone. Um, up until um we started to cannibalize each other. I wonder, and Chrissy, maybe in your opinion, why do you think, do, or do you think people are afraid to divest or to leave SLAM? And because you, you said twice, maybe we should let this thing breathe and go on to the next thing. What do you think it is that's making people afraid to just fully walk away from this? Well, I think that I think of slam also as a ritual. Mm. So it's like, okay, uh, we have give or take how many competitions you're competing in, you have like four points during the year where you have to do something with your life. So uh, you have mm. to start preparing. You might change your, and like this is like you might change your eating habits in order to prepare for this thing. You will start writing harder in order to prepare for this thing you mm. you now have also this source of like networking your pre- you're just, it's, a, it's a whole thing you know That's the whole really preparation wow. um uh and and like without that first of all people love you know once you form a habit or once you form like a ritual you want to stick to that ritual so now that um this major thing which is a major thing a part of people a lot of people's lives and Absolutely. it was a major thing a part of my life right Absolutely. um and it's no longer happening well it's like you're twiddling your thumbs, like, well, okay, well, now what? Mm. Um, how am I going to write my poems? And that's real, because, like, mm. I think that competition, I love competition because it brings something out of you mm. that leisure cannot and will not mm. bring out of you. Mm-hmm. So um, you're like, I want to, even if you're just like, I just want to write my best so I can show off and let people know how dope I am, and that's mm. 100% okay, but now you have this thing removed, and it's like, I mean, I guess I can still, like, write, but, like, who am I going to share it with, and Am I going to get knowledge for it? And are people going to be talking about it? Or am I going to feel good about myself? Right? Because mm-hmm. you 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 feel a certain kind of way when you're in front of people and they're like vibing with you and cheering you on. That's a that's a, a wonderful feeling. And now you don't really have that anymore. And think about like you know stages, right? How big these platforms literally are. Like literal platforms, they're huge. And like there are so many people uh, coming to watch, and it's, it's just a, it's a whole thing, right? So now that you don't have that, it's like well now what am I going to do and people attach poetry to slam when mm-hmm. slam is just a byproduct of poetry That's right. and and sometimes um Without it, you you might even have to change the way you write. You, you might discover yeah. that the poem that I've been trying to write or that I normally write, maybe I can look at it in a different way. Maybe, maybe it's like a completely different thing now, and I don't want to change it to that thing because I'm so used to this one thing. But isn't that what you need as an artist is to be mm-hmm. pushed into a space where you have to think of your work mm-hmm. in other worlds? Because mm-hmm. while slam is amazing, um, I still think it's it's fine. I don't mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with slam. I have a problem with politics of slam. I mm-hmm. think that we need to be more honest about how um, it can make or break a human, right? Mm-hmm. And because we say that we're out here truth seeking and we're out here fighting the power, we say all these things that mean revolution, and then we are actually 
anti-revolutionary mm-hmm. with with these ethics. Mm-hmm. So if you have this moment where, okay, there's a pause button for some people on that kind of uh, platform, mm-hmm. doesn't that ask you, beg you, require you to come to the space with a different mentality, with a different, with a different voice, with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not doing slam, but maybe I do an open mic. Okay, I'm not doing an open mic, but maybe I put together a workshop for them. Okay, mm-hmm. here's a book club. Okay, like there's other ways, right? And we have more people now considering the other. Mm-hmm. So all these little pop-up spots and, and coffee shops and member houses and and uh, even Br- Brooklyn Slam is based on the model, but the outcome is not we're going mm-hmm. to a nationals. We go to Carnival Slam. We do cultural exchange. Mm-hmm. We're going uh, to Canada and Dubai and all these places to do cultural exchange, right? Keep telling them we go to Dubai. Wait, we, wait. Have, we have this. It is impossible to surprise people because Mahogany is going to tell. I don't care. I want wait, you to know. Wait, I want you, it's in the break. horizon. We, yeah. No, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Slam. <laughs> it's in the horizon. Surprise, we need to know what's everybody. possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we need we, to know we. what's possible. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and maybe it's Jive, Jive hates when I do it and I get it. But, like, I do understand what it's like to be hopeless. And Wait, I don't hate when you say it. I'm saying you hate when I say things, like, before I should tell people, like, it should be a surprise. And I'm like, it should be a surprise, and I want you to know what's at stake, right? Your bad behavior could, oh, you can't come here no more because you're out here with this bad behavior and people don't feel safe. So now you can't come to this space because we are we are participating for a culture beyond us. But I think I think that's what Crystal. I keep calling Crystal. I'm not gonna lie. I think one of the happiest moments of my life was when you gave me the nickname Chrissy. Chrissy Valentine. I really I think I feel so special, Uncle John. I really do, Mama. I really and now like uh, some other people call me Chrissy. (laughs) Yeah, like Lindsay or um, CJ. Oh, Brooklyn alum. Hey, Brooklyn. But I think that's what. Crystal is saying, um, it's, it's forcing. She said, "Keep it Chrissy." I'm sorry, Chrissy. I think, that, I think that's what Chrissy Valentine is saying. It's like it's it's forcing you into this space where you have to reimagine it because I think maybe also people are scared of that, though, right? Like mm-hmm. it is creating space where you have to reimagine it, but it's also scary because you've defined yourself in a very specific way for years, and now it's saying, "Well, how do you see yourself when this thing isn't there?" And it's really asking artists to think as creatively about their careers as they are about their writing, and that's scary because they spent years defining themselves in this way. I think it's also scary because you might have this thought, well, what happens if I'm only successful in this one Mm -hmm. thing? Mm -hmm. And then how do I become successful? And, like, you know, success looks, like, differently for everyone, right? But how do I become successful in this other thing? Or how do I even get this idea that I have off its feet and like who do I go to what are these resources for it as well yeah, yeah. walk into the fear yo that's what I say w- mm. yeah that's walk into the fear it's scary I mean mm-hmm. the thing is for maybe I can speak for myself and, and maybe Mahogany will agree I think for, for us when I was when I was coming up as a poet, I knew an environment where poetry was an impossible and unimaginable career, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I had Agreed. to really feel like I got to find it, believe it, and starve to do it. And I think some people, uh, a little bit later, were in an environment where it was a totally reasonable career choice, right? Mm-hmm. With with poetry being digital and media, and when they feel like it could be this career path, once that is ripped away, how do we? reestablish this thing is it possible is it even possible and and that I mean that scares me that I think younger generations wonder is it possible or do we have to recreate the same thing because I noticed when 
national stopped happening, everybody scrambled to rebuild the exact same thing. It's the same model. Yeah. And so I've been asking college students, like, is this it? Is this, is this what we're going to... Is that the next move, a new slam or a new nationals or... I don't know. Maybe, Christy, you have some insight. We were counting on you to save the world. For yeah. Oh, God, please. <laughs> <laughs> for y- y'all, my heroes. I was counting on y'all. Um, I think, I don't know. I think it becomes hard because with college comes academia. Mm. And that's a whole nother yeah. That's a whole nother playing field because... Um, that's a slave trade. I'm sorry. <laughs> but isn't it, though? I mean, it's a middle passage in itself. If you can survive that... Child. I would actually even say maybe it's the plantation and this stuff and not a passage. Like, you want mm. you get there, you're going to be, work, you're gonna be mm. working for free. Mm. You're going to get paid. You're going to be starving. The microaggressed. Microaggressed. <laughs> it's very clear who holds the power. All right. these words that no one knows what they mean. Right. They Y'all the, created them, and we have to figure out what you mean by <laughs> yeah. them. Yes. You created them to describe us, right? <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I, like, I don't know, like... Truthfully, I think that uh, people need to, like, in order for slam to continue on, we need to just see slam for what it is. Mm -hmm. It is a competition. There will be a winner. People will lose. And that is not a dictator of anyone's craft, skill, ability, otherwise. And that's just it. We come, we do these poems to our fullest ability, Mm -hmm. we sweat a little bit. And then we go home, and then we do other things, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what, cause that, like, cause what else should it be? You know, should it be like this kind of like hierarchy club that only certain people can get into? Because also it's like how the audience is feeling that day. It, you know, it's very arbitrary, and and it's uh, not. It doesn't. It's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's not real. And I think once we kind of accept that. It'll be fine. Right. We'll be okay. We'll move on. But the the asking the college kids about slam, I feel like that's that's a tricky one. So you're there now. You're you're at this pinnacle space um, where you um, were in the adult scene, and now you're coaching the college scene, and they had their own <laughs> their own uh, tussle up, right? Where they uh, they um, they protested the founder, the, 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 the founder of Poetry Slam, uh, the, you, you know, the corporation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for his problematic poetry and his stance on <laughs> ageism. And he, just had, he had a row that year. Um, and so that was actually my final year because the work that was required um, of me as a black woman and that then was ignored thereafter was that was it i was like you literally had me like shouldering crying people mm. um for bringing someone that you didn't even know his his politics that you didn't even e- know his poetry everyone knew once right. we everyone knew we were like March. this is not a good idea yeah. y'all Do you guys read his poems is he going to yeah. say the same poems you guys <laughs> right 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 and and i mean you know good bad or ugly it is what it is and they just did it's it's it is a gross um, account of just not being aware of tone deaf. Yeah, your your power. Like you, that that was a position of power that they just abused because mm. they didn't care to know, mm. and they wanted everybody to get over it. And and th- there was a walkout, <laughs> and there was a, a town hall meeting. <laughs> 
I mean, it was it was a lot happening. It was a lot happening. Um, so now you're there after that has happened. Mm-hmm. And you have a very, like, I feel like there's, you're standing on top of, you know, a lot of ashes. What do you see? I see, okay, I see um, people policing each other mm. now. Um, Jive is clapping. Clapping. The slow clap. Chrissy. Okay, I'm excited about this. Because <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. I'm going to... I'll talk it from, I guess, like, my perspective. In the sense that, say that you are oppressed in the world. In whatever way you are oppressed or uh, treated unfairly, you enter this competition, this this place where you have a voice, and we have to listen to you. Because mm-hmm. after the, especially, I feel like, especially after the whole 2017 thing, we have to do it. We have to listen to you. And can now... You tell, wait, wait. Can you tell us a little bit about what the 2017 thing is? Maybe we might not oh, know. Yeah, it was when uh, Mark... Funny, okay, I was really funny. Uh, it was Mark Smith. Mark Smith, uh, we had this whole, like, chant for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so what, right? Yeah. Um, and he came, and he, he was... Just Who is Mark Smith? Oh, race up. Yeah. Oh, that's all you need to do. Don't edit that out. That's going to be the question. Wow. No, that was pure reflection. She said that's a personal reflection? No, that was reaction. Re- that's reflection. Involuntary. Involuntary reflection. That was reflex. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> that was money popping. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, he uh, founded. Um, uh, slam Poetry. Um, poetry Slam Incorporated. Yeah, po- Poetry Slam. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he kind of made it to be this thing that we don't take too seriously, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then they invited him to read poems in 2017. And then As just, a part of the Cupsy Finals yes, Slam. Cupsy, yeah, so every every year they, they invite a, a feature. Yeah. Um, and this uh, this year, it, that year, was it was him and... It was, it was terrible. People crying. It was terrible. You said it. Mm-hmm. Um, they protested his him on stage. They they bum rushed. I think someone had to take. Someone had to remove. Well, they bum rushed the stage and they turned their backs to him and they put the X sign up and then he started yelling at them and then someone jumped on stage and took the mic from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you see how this we could not leave this part of the story out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. After that year, I will say they're they're like lucky that didn't turn into a riot because like honestly yeah. like the way that people were like feeling, yeah, anyone could have thrown anything even by accident and that yeah. would have been it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like now. Now, right after that incident, we have to listen to these poets, as we should, right? As we should. But now we're we we are all kind of treated unfairly. We're coming into this uh, place where people are listening to us, and now we get to very aggressively and maybe also unfairly tell them how to do anything that mm. they might want to mm. do. Um, and I think that becomes kind of problematic for a lot of reasons. Because first of all, academia, you, you're here because of academia, right? Mm-hmm. And academia in and of itself is very exclusive, is very selective, mm-hmm. is very hard and very unfair, right? So it's like you're using these politics of academia to now police people on how to move through this competition. And, and, you know, people are coming from all different walks of life, like, mm-hmm. yeah, right? So it's like, well, this is offensive because I said so. And, and, like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, 
well, well what, what, what do we, what are you going to do about it? You're canceled and you can't do poems anymore mm-hmm. and you can't say that and trigger and like all of these things. And, and, it's, and it, it's, it's like, I hate, I, I really hate to say things like, oh, it's like walking on eggshells. Cause, cause like that's, I feel like that can possibly belittle and negate yeah. the actual oppression right. of living in America in the body that you were born with, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it might undermine that. But I feel like once people get a taste of a little power mm. that they've never had before, mm-hmm. it's like, well, now I'm going to dictate this and you're offensive and problematic and you're not th- it becomes mm-hmm. this whole thing right mm-hmm. and and it's like now it's like we- they finally get to wield the stick right <laughs> they're like oh yeah. i get to say something about oppression because all this time i have not really i've benefited from you being mm-hmm. oppressed mm-hmm. and now i'm i have the language mm-hmm. that more times than not is selective who hears it selective who knows understands it, it right who understands it and i get to like wield that little stick and say oh that thing you said that was this and that thing you said that was this and not to mention the fact that all the things that i'm benefiting from mm-hmm. when we leave this space mm-hmm. you don't get to dictate if i win lose draw if i go to my you know my parents home in this really expensive neighborhood if I graduate or not if I start this this startup company with mm-hmm. that trust me. like they have all of these mm-hmm. options after this one little um, uh, uh, extracurricular activity mm-hmm. and instead of them trying to better themselves and I mean all of the selves like we we're we have a lot of intersections but we're not being honest about who lives in that intersection outside of the slam space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some of us can't turn off the oppression and be like, oh, now I'm just me. No, mm-hmm. you don't. Every day that I walk on this earth, mm-hmm. I'm in this intersection. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because you heard my poem, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what does it mean about visibility? What does it mean about um, disabilities? What does it mean about um, probability? Like all mm-hmm. of those things come to a crashing head in that space. And um, it feels dangerous. It feels more dangerous than not now. Especially because I feel like it, it now we don't have the opportunity to disagree on things mm-hmm. and it not be this, you're a terrible person, right. as opposed to like... Where's the growth? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I grew up this way, you grew up that way. I, and I'm not talking about like on like human, like my fundamental rights, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about we're disagreeing on your fundamental rights, right? right? right. Not at all. Your fundamental rights, your civil rights, yeah. your human rights, you're not yeah, talking not, about I'm not that. talking about that at all. I'm talking about... Just little things like I don't agree with that, and 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 now you're a bad person, yeah. and it's like, well, you just don't agree because you don't see it from my point of view, and that's okay, you know. I, and it, it becomes like very weird and very cult-like and harmful. Harmful. Well, I mean, I think I wonder if that's a reflection of of the capitalist environment we live in, right? Because I think the position and the power and the access to information creates a social capital where people can be canceled and fired and I find that terrifying I don't know no I because like I mean because even like um the platform of slam is based off of capitalism there's numbers mm-hmm. involved there's um because of these numbers you get to move forward or you get to be held back and it's very capitalistic um I think capitalism doesn't have that many gray areas either and I feel like now we don't get to explore gray areas mm-hmm. of identity because mm-hmm. like there you know it's like who gets to tell what story or what's the gray area in that? 
I wonder, is, is there room in poetry or performance poetry or poetry slam for gray areas to exist? I find, I wonder if it is, because I'm not sure there are anymore. I'm, I think mm. it moves in waves. Either you agree with this thing and you're on or you don't agree and you're off. It becomes hard because you have to do, like, a lot more work now. You have to actually sit down and try to understand this person as opposed to shutting them out and walking away from them and labeling them as this one thing. So it, it, it um, I think that it should be. I think that slam is supposed to uh, exist in the intersection of the gray area. That's mm-hmm. why we started it, from what I heard. But um, it's not moving in that way anymore. I it's, love that it, it it exists in the intersection of the gray area. I yeah. like that. Thank you. It's not moving like that anymore, though. Has no. it ever moved like that? Do you think that the people who attend... I feel like it's more open mic than mm. slam. Slam used to be all walks of life. And mm. we could not agree with something. Like, there was plenty of times in the regional that we would go to Harlem and someone do a poem... Um, What's this man's name? Oh, I forgot his name. <laughs> I did. I did. What I was the his poem? Name. Do you remember the, the poem? The poem was he basically, he was a comedian turned poet. Okay. And he was using poetry to like work through some material. Okay. And in the poem, he said, like he was talking about same sex yeah, relationships. Jamie Kilstein. Jamie Kilstein. Jamie he's, he's a comedian. In the, in, yeah, and he said in the poem, same-sex violence is a fair fight. Yeah, 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 he said. And they, they had a, a hard conversation with them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it was, I, I thought, this is perfect. Like, we can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody canceled him. He was able mm-hmm. to go back. I think he was on Barry's team that year. Oh, he definitely got canceled. <laughs> no, no, he did not get canceled. He did not get canceled. Because the, the, I think what happened after that, that was said to him... He maybe changed part of the poem, but only in certain rooms. Something weird. Something happened where it was like, I hear what you're saying, and I won't say it in front of you anymore, but over here, I'm... So it, it felt it felt duplicitous. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a, a pure, like, you said this and we cancel you. They really, like, we're going to have a conversation with you and tell you why this is. Mm-hmm. This is foul. And I've seen that happen more times than not mm-hmm. in the past where people are like, you said this problematic thing. Can we have a discussion on the side? Mm-hmm. And what grows from that was something that was really like promising Mm -hmm. but then there came a moment when it's like don't talk to me about my poem I'm not changing nothing who Mm -hmm. are you some of this is fair because it's like can you tell me why yeah and it's not it's not a discussion it's more of an admonishing Mm -hmm. so I think that that's that's the missing that's the missing key for Mm -hmm. if we're going to like move forward don't just cancel me and say oh you like Chris Brown music out Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Can you talk about why you are okay? Like, who mm-hmm. deserves pardon? What does it mean for restorative justice? Like, mm-hmm. have a discussion about it if you really are about understanding each other. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's the missing link. We, we're not understanding because we're not talking. We're just using our little Tumblr feed definitions. We're, stamp, we're stamping you with this little category, and then we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Jive disagrees with me. Yeah, I mean, only because I wonder if that's unfortunately built into the nature of slam because people who the judges are audience members right and so i don't personally believe that you can judge literature 
the intricacies of it, the, the, the cultural value and impact it may have in the matter of three minutes while drinking red wine and white wine and giving a scoreboard to an audience member. I think poets and people in the room have learned, all right, this is what this room needs to hear in order to be successful. And so with that, the policing of language becomes very important, right? Because not only does it steer the, the poets, towards what you want to say, it also steers the audience to what they're becoming receptive to hearing, right? But if we're I, from a time where you have people who say, this is what the room wants to hear, and then you have the people who say, this is what I need to hear. And I don't care if you don't consider this poetry. I'm going to do this because this is what the world needs. And we've talked about that all the time, being on a, me coaching a slam team. What the room needs and what you need mm -hmm. can be two different things, but it's up to you to, to push forward the envelope, and are you ready for that? Mm -hmm. and, and what I'm saying is those that's much different than the person trying to be successful in the slam. The person who knows they need to win knows that the audience needs to connect, right? And the person who said, and let's not, and with what you're saying, I think there are some people who intentionally go in with the intent to throw the slam, too. Sure. And let's not discount the people Shout who Shout out say, to Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> they did that yeah, for that I thing. I was on that team. Like, like, the thing is, like, they know what well, we might not win, but let's just... We're going to do whatever we want. We and, need to do what the world needs. I love that about and that. And sometimes that's a form of sabotage, too, right? And I don't know if, if I'm pointing more at that, but at the fact that once people have realized we can police language and that policing a language can allow me to be successful, too, right? If I take away the vocabulary you have and then I'm the only reference point, mm -hmm. how are they going to judge who's nice? They're going to pick me, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think people have learned that. And I think around that time with that poet you're talking about in Harlem, I— became hyper aware of, there are certain words, thoughts, and phrases that are completely off limits, and, and we are not allowed to disagree. And that's okay. I think that that goes with the, like, the fundamental rights, though, right? I feel like these words uh, completely violate the fundamental rights of like your human, so I think that should be fine. Yeah, I think so, <laughs> but I also think that it's also subjective, too, right? Mm. And I think that's—one thing that baffles me about SLAM is uh, I never—even though I participate in it and I've— I always get struck by how agreeable the room always is, right? It's like, generally the poets agree with each other, right? <laughs> generally, and generally the audience agrees with the poets. I never, when I hear the one thing where it's like, we don't agree, I'm like, it's gonna be a tough night for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, but the thing is, I'm not saying we should be vicious and racist and, and homophobic. I'm just saying, what about if we just don't agree? Not just the language, but like, what about when the subject matter is different? You know, are we allowed to do that in, a, in an environment where we know that we're going to be judged by an audience member who's been trained to hear a specific thing via Internet TV or whatever? Like, I don't know if there's going to room for growth if we've trained people in this way, you know. And I could be wrong. I could be way off. I could regret everything I'm saying right now. But I just, I just think that we've cultivated an environment for people to understand this is— structural thing, even subject matter is structural, you know? Mm. I don't know. I've definitely seen that happen, where someone does their performance poetry piece, mm -hmm. and they're yelling, and they're clapping, and they're, you know, bah, 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 like it's very formulated, and then someone go goes up there and does a sonnet. Mm. And they're like, oh, that's not going to do well. Like, mm. right. you're reading a form, mm. and... Who cares? And then they, like, do very well, right? And, and, and they should, right? And, and they should. I mean, there's room for all kinds of voices, all kinds of poetry. I'm, I'm more so, personally, I think the longer I've been here, the less I'm affected by the poem I and the more I'm affected by the poet. 
because mm-hmm. you can get up on stage and say all oh, all you love black women oh i i'm a feminist and uh-huh. then be a dirty dog scoundrel and super problematic and super abusive and that poem that you did on stage that got the millions of views on youtube don't mean anything mm-hmm. to the women um who you have abused mm-hmm. right oh, in real life mm-hmm. in real time and so when i hear personally when i hear poems i'm like whatever cool mm-hmm. I, I see what you did there. I see, you know, I, I can listen to language and, and watch this thing unfold it and be like, that was that was smooth, but I know who you are in life and you're a trash bag on fire. And, and I'm, I care more about that than I do just what you're performing. But that's it, though, right? That poet has learned that this is the product I have to sell on stage regardless of who I am off stage. They can't be the disagreeable self on stage, right? And that creates a uniform voice. You know, like that poet knows. I better say this. It sells. You know, Nike is not gonna say. You know, I got this brand new Adidas. <laughs> they know buy the Nikes. You know what I mean? And they know the product. And I think because of the scores, people know to play to the score. You know. And I think you, Chris, you spoke yeah. to this earlier though. It it's, it becomes weird too because like, I don't want the the notion of like playing to the audience to be confused with just good strategy. Cause like I believe in that, like I believe in good strategy. Like oh, maybe we ha- we have funny poems with us right. that are organic Completely and genuine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's just throw it up there, as opposed to like I am going to write this specific mm-hmm. thing and then stanza too. I know that they want that punchline right there, followed by a, a emotional yes. testimony. I can really break it down, but um, <laughs> it's science to it. <laughs> it's it's a science absolutely to it. a science to it. Um, but I mean, it be- I don't know. It becomes hard. It's just, I feel like even this is, is the gray area, mm-hmm. like in terms of like being agreeable or like agreeing, because you you, you have different reasons mm-hmm. um, for agreeing on things and you have different privileges that allows you to disagree or disagree on certain things. Sure. It just it just becomes I, I wouldn't know how I don't know. It's like it's a ca- it's a case by case thing. Right. And I feel like that's where it becomes difficult right. because um it's like, oh, well, if I can just, if we reacted to this one thing this particular way, I'm going to react to everything that's even similar, slightly mm-hmm. similar, that kind of way. And we're going to just carry on doing that sort of same formula. And it's like, no, this deserves a, a certain conversation or a certain mm-hmm. discussion mm-hmm. that you may or may not be ready to have or be honest about right. that. And I mean, the same goes off stage. The same people mm-hmm. I'm talking about be trash bags on fire. It's someone's son. It's someone's daughter. It's someone's mm-hmm. best friend. We make space for those that we care about because mm-hmm. we see whatever we see in them. There's a potential that they see in having a deeper, meaningful interaction mm-hmm. and relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think the same goes for the poetry. Mm-hmm. But it depends on who you are. There's going to be someone that you see on stage and you're like, oh, that reminds me of family. I'm going to give this a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's you give it a minute. Is, yeah. You give it a yeah. minute to sink in. I remember Jive did a poem on final stage. <laughs> and they were like, oh, this is, what was it called? Misogynistic? And yeah. then in the end, they realized yeah, it was like a poem about, it was like poem like fighting. It was like, no, it was like AIDS awareness. Yeah. Didn't work out. <laughs> it, got, it got a 60 the night before and got booed the next night. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But like... Those 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 keywords, those triggers, and and who he is on stage, mm. completely different. It meant something different to the people who were watching. So, mm. um, agreed. 
All right, Chrissy, say something inspirational for us. Go. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's um, a lot of pressure, right? What's that, next? Yeah, what's next? For How do we you, find you? Social are you, media? Are so. you staying in Slam in, in, in the same capacity? Have you Are you seeing yourself moving differently? What? Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people know this, but I, I don't Slam anymore um and and that's and i haven't slammed since 2017 and that is because it is an emotional toll Mm. that i don't want on my mental physical anything anymore Mm -hmm. and and that and that is the reason Mm -hmm. it's it's again like no shit but you still are part of slam because yeah i'm I'm still part of slam because like Slam is, is because of slam i'm who i am today Mm -hmm. and and i saw slam as this amazing thing and it can still be that after mm-hmm. some breathing and some thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, like, I want to help the people who gravitate towards it, mm-hmm. help them responsibly, and help them responsibly understand what they're going into when they gravitate towards it. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not slamming uh, currently, no. Um, but I am trying to graduate. Hey, hey congratulations, um, too. Yes, I'm trying to get my MFA. I'm trying to get a book of poems out, and I'm also trying to get a young adult novel out. Hey, hey, hey. Um, that's my most um, concern, and, and I'm trying to be fit and be a good friend. You right. are a great friend, Christy that's what You are really a good friend. You are a good friend, Christy I, 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 I be trying. I, I can improve. I will say that for all those friends out there who that's disagree. Right. We all can. But that's what makes a good friend. The friend who knows I'm working on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thank you for making time. Thank you for this being This is great. Part I really... Uh, <laughs> it feels like therapy a little bit, Yeah, because right? I was like, I was like, oh, finally, I can tell everyone what happened and how I feel. I mean, I could... I could I'm not going to go on, but I will say I can go on and on. We'll bring you back for a Chrissy part, too. Because <laughs> unfortunately, this is our... This is our second, last. No. Second this is the second to last one? Second we have one more. Ooh, have... Who, who, who else, who's coming? Ooh, be surprised. Well, that's the surprise. That's Ooh. the surprise. Not yeah, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Abu Dhabi, no. Not Dubai, no. It's a surprise. We, you know, it's going to be something you'll find out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what else? We have? We do have one more episode of More Than Slam. We have one more episode one more. of More Than Slam, unless you... Petition for us to keep on going. And, and when we say Do petition, it. we mean flood the flood the Twitter, Twitter message boards, Instagrams, you all know. of that, all that, Facebook. Fa- you gotta Do listen people still to use this. Facebook? I- I think people only like over 35 or 40 years One old. One person does, and that person should do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on Facebook. You can, I'll, I'll make sure I share you. He's your, the one. I'm the one guy left on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook owns Instagram. Don't, all right, look. So I basically keep your eyes and ears open. Uh, yeah. Brooklyn USA feed, right? And it's, that- it's a great feed. It has a lot of different content, and uh, we're really happy to be here with Brick. We're happy to, to represent Brick, yeah. Brooklyn, and uh, thank you for making space. And time me. for this this conversation to happen. Thank How do they you. find you? What's your social media? You have all of that kind of business? At me, Crystal Valentine 94. I said what I said. Thank you. Lodge. <laughs> More Than Slam is hosted by Mahogany L. Brown and Jive Poetic. This series is produced by Emily Bogosian, Nia Iman Smith, and Jessica Sucher. It is recorded by Onel Moulet and edited by Sharuk El Mahdi. 
Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to Brooklyn USA wherever you get your podcasts. For more information on our live Poetry Slam series at Brick House, visit brickartsmedia.org slash poetry slam. For more information on More Than Slam and other Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. Slash radio. Peace. She's from the Bronx, too, man. Dude, this is the Brooklyn USA feed. Don't put that in there. Don't put the Bronx part <laughs> she, in there. I'm from the Bronx. Relax. She's from the Bronx. She named after the I name know. of Bronx. Valentine, <laughs> Valentine. <laughs> I know. All right. Cut.